Okay, welcome back to the latest United podcast. Unfortunately, um, it is an audio podcast, but if we could have a camera on this table, um, fascinating viewing. Everyone head down. Ian has travelled over from Perth on his phone. Very bad manners. I'm kidding. But um, look, we are sitting down. It's actually a very nice view. We're here in Darling Harbour trying to brighten up our day because we all had an early morning start, 4am at Scruffy Murphy's and... Um, I'll just go around the table. Where to start? Because I don't know what to talk about. I'll start with Rob. Where do we start? Heartbroken, mate. I was um, really dreaded up for this. I thought it was written in the stars today. All the boys are getting together. Like I said, it was a big turnout. Good atmosphere this morning. And I really thought Ollie and the boys were going to lift the trophy. But, um, yeah, we just didn't turn up and do enough to do it. You say written in the stars, but I think, and we discussed it earlier as well, was it almost more written in the stars more for Villarreal? Yeah, well, that's massive for them. I have to, you know... It hurts, but we have to congratulate them, man. That's their first final, I think they said, and a, and a European trophy and Champions League for them next year. So that means yeah. the world to them, man. And now, Ian, one of our podcast listeners and member of the Perth Supporters Club has made the trip over from Perth. Unbelievable effort. First question, why on earth did you do it? Oh, I think you put the wrong broadcast on this morning. Um, we just come over confident, amped up and excited about actually watching a final and lifting the trophy and you look on paper like we should have but Villarreal had everything to play for and that makes a difference but 90 minutes of football we should have done it with the team that we had and we push it down an avenue that just didn't play in favour for us Well that's it, we'll, we'll get into the game and the penalties, I don't think there's too much to dissect on the penalties, there was 21 fantastic penalties almost or 20 whatever it was but um, yeah, you go down to the 90 minutes where penalties are lottery but 90 minutes or 120 it was we're just woeful. Not even woeful. It was just not enough in a final for what you want from Man United. Yeah, we played, there, we there, played there into their hands, man. Since we scored, what minute did Cavani score? 55? Yeah, something in there. From yeah. the 55th minute, Villarreal said, we're taking this to penalties. And they got what they deserved. Like, Villarreal deserved to do it because they wanted penalties. They got penalties and they won. Um, substitute appearance. Larry is back on the podcast. We oh, missed yeah. you last night at dinner. That was the highlight of the... I wouldn't say the day because the dinner was the night before. But... um some of the pro clubs um, FIFA members got together for a couple of beers Larry was an absentee why? alright mate I've got more important things to do while you bums kick around at work I'm there working hard the night was enjoyable without you so (laughs) that's fine mate um, I'm quite disappointed to see you here too but yeah but what was more disappointing was uh, this morning's result Um, now can we just talk about breakfast actually I've got to say that feta cheese on my uh, poached egg was actually quite good lifted my mood a little bit well, it hasn't lifted my mood. I'm going to go at someone with a little bit more substance on the game. And Josh, how are you, mate? Um, yeah, I'm slightly gutted. Obviously, the game was would have been really nice for Ali to get his first first trophy. But just I think in terms of it, go back to what you and Rob said both at the start. I think obviously Villarreal had a lot more to play for. A trophy for them would get them Champions League football for us. We'd secured that. It was just really a trophy for the players, for the manager. I think that showed really in the in the desire of the teams, really, um, especially for Villarreal to, to sit back and get penalties. Obviously, they had more quality in their penalties. I think in terms of the penalties they took, they were you know a lot more emphatic. Well, we'll start on the shootout because I think most of the talking points do come from the actual sort of ninety minutes, one hundred twenty minutes. But on the shootout, it's it's one of those ones that look it is a lottery, but. All the penalties were so good, and even penalties like you thought, oh, when Fred steps up or Lindelof or Dan James, you thought, okay, this is not going to work. This is going to be the one that we miss. 
But United did step up, and you know I'm not going to blame De Gea. We can maybe question the goalkeeping side of things. We can question De Gea there, but I'm not going to blame him for the miss. It's just one of those things. They actually play a decent penalty from De Gea. He's played better than some of the other ones. But um, anyone have anything to add on the penalties? Whether it is De Gea in the goalkeeping situation, or I think when you, I think when ten of your players score the first ten penalties. You can't really complain, can oh, you? Yeah. Yeah. You know, everyone's played their part. You know, when you, when someone's types up to take a penalty, you're, all you're asked is that they score. And they all did that. You know, you, if your goalkeeper misses a penalty, it's your 11th best player that's taking the penalty. Yeah. It's not the end of the world, is it really? Obviously, you don't win the trophy, but it's your 11th best player that's costing you. Yeah. And there's 11 players. Does anyone on De Gea and that 11th best in that context, does anyone want... Anything to say about De Gea and the goalkeeping record he has from saving penalties or oh. lack of saving penalties? I, is it a talking point or is it just one of those? Well, we all knew. I said how many before penalty shootouts. I said I would have subbed in Henderson just for the mental issue. And like I, I think he's got a better record than um, De Gea. And you know, you know what? When was the last time he said the penalty? Twenty fifteen or something. So it's gonna. Yeah. Like I said, I think the pressure was more on us. We were the bigger team and the favourites on the day, so they had all to play for at the end of the day. But, but a penalty shootout is the it's toughest thing for a goalkeeper. Exactly, like, it's a lottery. It, you look at Villarreal, like, at the end of the day, they back-to-back, we went down to the 11th player to take a penalty. And, and two of the penalties De Gea got a hand to, you think we could be having a very different conversation yeah, now. We're yeah, saying yeah. two ball-pass saves. Two was a Shaw yeah. that just got in. One of them, yeah. they got a hand to Shaw as well. So you look at our penalties as well. You look at probably 80% of their penalties. Anything there? Really good penalties. Oh, they all hit the, the side. Mental, yeah. The mental, you know, aspect that goes with taking a penalty. Every single one of them in the corner, pretty much. You can't, you can't fault him. That's fair play. Like I put my hands off to him. Like fair play. You know, you're you level in the game. You're taking penalties. To take penalties with that quality, especially for us as well. We scored. We scored most of our penalties besides the last one. Fair play. But was anyone confident going in there that we were going to win on penalties? Well, look, at the end of the day, we, we can debate, you know, what we could have done or couldn't have done. At, when it comes down to it, David De Gea is not the reason we lost this football match. 100%. And I think that that's what it comes down to. United had their opportunities in that 90 minutes to win the football game. Um, credit to Villarreal. We said it before we started recording. Mate, the way that they were set up, the amount of clubs who have come to... We've seen it this season. You come to Old Trafford, you sit deep, but United have found a way. Villarreal were perfect in their setup. I, I can't criticise. Like Credit to Unai Emery, to be honest. United could not break we it. played to their strengths as well. That's the thing. Like We know that we're... Sh- we are worried with our two centre-back players and we're weak in that offset pieces. What do we do? How many set pieces did we give oh. to him in that game? And, you know, the defending for the goal was shocking, number one, but exactly what they done to Arsenal. They got the early goal and bang. They sat back and we've had issues with that all season on not breaking teams back. But beautiful for them. One nil up, come and get us and we'll hit you on the break, if anything. And fair play to them. They We couldn't break through. How many times were we parked outside their bus? They had the whole team in there, block, 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 block. We couldn't, I can't we, remember a chance besides the Cavani goal. We had two shots on target. The goal and the header from um, the cross from Luke Short to Cavani. And That's Green, it. Greenwood's cross in, the defender into the keeper. Like, That's it. Yeah. It's, Look, but that's the thing. Like, 120 minutes, Man United against whoever, even if we're playing Barcelona or Bayern Munich. With our attack yeah, as well. I, I want five or ten chances. Yeah. Oh, whether they're clear cut or not, you need to get in that position to score goals. But on to the actual, or the start of the match. I think a bit of a look I called it, maybe it was, it was what I wanted to see, it wasn't what I was predicting, but um, a little bit of a surprise selection with Pogba and McTominay and Fred being dropped. Look, 
does, is Fred going to create anything for us? I'm not quite sure. Who knows? We might lose 3-0 with Fred. We might win 4-0 with Fred. Who knows how the game's going to play out? But anyone have anything to add on when they saw the team sheet and Fred was dropped? I was happy with it. I think it showed Oli was willing to go with an attacking lineup and try and get an early goal. Um, United obviously went out with the ascendancy to, to play football. Um, you know, Emery and Villarreal had other plans. They wanted to sit deep, send the game to penalties. Like Rob said, like they, they played for the game that they wanted and they got that in the end. The, the only negative also, like I said, we didn't have that Greenwood off the bench kind of thing, you know? like That's why obviously he didn't make the subs until late, late on in the game. And at least if He'd, like he'd been doing previously in the season, playing Pogba off the left and he played McFred in as the pivots. You had your someone like Greenwood coming off as an impact player, but we didn't have that spark off the bench. But today. at the same time, those players should be making an impact from true, starting. True. Like they're still fresh legs from starting, and we were so reluctant pushing forward, attacking. Like today for me, Bruno was out of the game. I don't think he plays well if he's actually on that top line of on the defenders. He needs space to move into and move that ball and play those The best passes. thing Bruno did during the game was actually when he came deep and actually tried to push the ball forward. Well, yeah. so many of the um, like criticisms in midfield say, we need to move the ball quick, and need to get the ball forward. But I put myself in, whether it be McTominay or Pogba's shoes, when you got the ball in that situation, if you actually look at the forwards, Cavani, Rashford, Bruno... Yeah, and Greenwood, no they were just standing there. Yeah. And that's not a everyone saying, oh, Solskjaer hasn't done the right thing tactically there. Solskjaer hasn't told the four fours to go up and stand there and not move. Well, that's up to the individual to move. And um, there was just no movement there. And that's what I was saying. Look, we'll get into Rashford's performance in a bit. But I was saying get, to get Rashford off and just have Van der Baker or Matter in there. Just something different. Like Bruno, just come deeper. If you come deeper, that brings one Villarreal defender out and suddenly there's space for someone else to move into. But if those top three aren't doing their job and creating space and moving in for those balls, you're playing it in anyway to nowhere. So, like, that's where you're looking at the bench today and, like, who was that super sub? Who were you looking at? Like, that just goes down to that squad depth. I, I, actually, I actually don't agree with that point. I, I know the attackers weren't moving it, you know, when you get the camera angle of that shot and you're looking at, oh, you know, Pogba's dwelling on the ball looking for forward options. But there were times, I recall in the first half, Rashford actually made a good run in behind. He was waiting for Bayou to put it over the top, just didn't come. Okay, Eric Bayou, I was waiting for someone to mention the name. Okay, <laughs> Larry, your fault. Eric Bay, I was ready to substitute him after that bicycle kick because no, 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 it's not funny because it is funny. No, no, it's not because in a European final, you shouldn't be behaving like that. Like, it could have gone anywhere. Try get your head on it. If you're not going to get your head on it, leave it in it's any like, game, okay. let alone a final. No, yeah, what centre no. back does that defence? He's rash. In, we knew in that any. coming into the game, he was rash. But he's I, a clown. I actually Seriously. thought Twins Abbey would have started at him. I was a bit surprised when he was in the foot in sudden. We said it today. on the pod on Monday, Tom said when we put when we brought up that experience point what's experience it's about how you play football Eric Bailly would you see Torrens AB dead or and something he, like he's that he's hard done hard done by sometimes when um, some of the refereeing decisions which we'll touch on the referee in a sec but um, he just got himself in stupid positions where okay it wasn't a foul but just don't get that close if the referee's going to be as bad as he is don't get that close to a strike because they were going down far too easily but Lindelof and Bailly will put themselves in stupid positions and Villarreal again Played it perfectly. We wouldn't be complaining if Bruno won a soft penalty. So Villarreal, I want to say credit to them, but that's modern football. Uh, yeah. But um, on the referee, anyone want to moan? He was appalling. Yeah, he was very one-sided. I'm not going to blame him, but geez, man, some of the calls, man, they were getting everything and we were getting nothing. After the first goal, there was twice I counted the goalkeeper picked up the ball and twice he had the ball for 19 seconds. Yeah. So what happened to six, six second rule? Yeah. 19 seconds. Best part of a minute when you had those. When have you ever seen that enforced though? 
Yeah, yeah, no, 100%, but it should be if it's a rule. And, like, it's part of the game plan for the other team to slow the game down. The same as foul throws. Like, just almost disrespected rules. Yeah. I want to know how is a yellow card not a red on that stomp on Luke Shaw. Sure. Seriously, man, that studs, that's an ankle breaker. I don't understand how they didn't go down to 10 men there. Some of the... So, I mean, but then, like, Cavani would get a, a yellow for arguing back. It was just... It wasn't consistent at all with the refereeing today. Even to go for a review for those studs in, like, that review, plain and simple. If a referee called that in It's one of the other. It's a yellow, yellow card, it's a you nothing can appreciate or red. that. But to go back and see that in, like, again, slow motion, always. You go in the debate for days for VAR. It's not worth going there, but... Well, probably someone we haven't mentioned who is probably going to get all the headlines. Um, the manager, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Where do we start? Because he needed this trophy, he hasn't got it. I haven't gone online. I can only imagine what the reaction has been online. Um, I'm scared to do it. But um, again, I've never been on a football pitch and come off and said, well, that was the manager's fault. Exactly, I do. Exactly. Uh, the players do need to take responsibility. But we just look at the job Unai Emery did for Villarreal in terms of getting their job done. And the big thing which has always been a criticism of Solskjaer is the lack of substitutions or the weird substitutions at times. And this one, you got Villarreal making five substitutions. I assume they made a six-one in extra time. Mm. And here we are. But I look at it in terms of the way the game, the game sort of panned out. I understood not changing it in terms of we're comfortable, and we just need that not individual brilliance, but we needed something to happen. The only sub for me was taking Marcus Rashford off, which wasn't going to happen. So I can understand him not changing it tactically. We're fine. We're safe. But it got to a point when Villarreal changed half their team, which five plays is half your team. Exactly. Okay, tactically that's one thing, but the other thing just became, well, the other players are fresher. Fresh. You, just, you just need the extra legs. Like one matter, everyone says, oh, he doesn't have the legs. No, he just need actually two legs who could move. Like Greenwood and everyone couldn't move on the field. Yeah, yeah. To think that we were screaming for a one matter as well is crazy, man. Like, I've got a notification here from United, and it just clearly says from Solskjaer, we didn't turn up. And... For, to be in a, a European Cup final and for, you know, just for all those young ones like your Greenwoods and even people like Cavani and Solskjaer, I really, really thought us, we would turn up, man. Just, I, really, I expected it to be a special day today and I'm bitterly disappointed. That's a poor choice of words by the manager, I think. To say we didn't turn up, I think they did turn up. I just think they didn't execute the game plan. But at, at, at this level, that's turning up. I disagree with Larry. I think I, I, I agree with Solskjaer. I don't think we did turn up. Especially, in the, first, especially in the first half, we were really absent. I think you go on about the substitutions and I think you, you're correct in what you say. I think the game was crying out for a substitution, especially in the first half. I think it you know, it was crying for some intelligence and I think that's where Massa came in for Rashford. I think, obviously, if Oli, if, if we didn't score in the 55th minute, who knows, maybe he would have, he would have made a change sooner. But then I agree with him not making a change because after we did score, there was only one team that looked like scoring and that was us. Just, couldn't find it in the second half. We had a few chances. Obviously, Rashford had that chance, which he scuffed. Obviously, we thought he was offside, but it actually wasn't. Um, yeah, I do. I do like. I, I do agree in the sense of the first half we didn't turn up, and that's been the case so many times this season. And yeah, we've got away with it. I think we've gone. How many times we come back from behind this season? Maybe yeah, we like always have to do the hard 13, 14, 15 times this season we come back from behind. So only so many times you can get away with that. You can't get away with it, you know, 100% of the time. And there's games where you need to you need to turn up from the off. And we had a conversation before, Tom, where we said, if United scored early in this game, we would get my one up. You know, in the first 10, 15 minutes of this game, there's only one team that's going to win, and that was going to be us. We could win 3 or 4 nil. 
yeah. you see that today. Can, can we go back to Tom's point though? We, we you, you just said Solskjaer won't take Rashford off. It's just not going to happen. Well, th- that's a criticism of the manager then. Well, that, that's what I mean. That, well, whether the substitution or the idea that the players haven't turned up, is this on the players or the manager? Look, the reason I'm not buying into this, we didn't turn up, is because when we say we didn't turn up, if you think back to that Everton game in Solskjaer's initial tenure, when we lost 4-0, that's not turning up for me. That's we had our opportunities to win the football game. Okay, so that's why I don't, I don't buy into that. When you say you don't turn up, it's to say you, you didn't really have a chance. You'll never have an opportunity to win the football game. It was there to be won. And I think if he pulled Rashford off earlier in that second half, and put on the like of a Van der Beek or a one Mata, someone who could actually move the ball a little bit through the lines. I dare say the game plays out differently. But, oh, but, but what I will say is, was anything a shock to you today in terms of how Villarreal set up? Was no, anything a surprise? No, it wasn't. You knew they were gonna. You knew they were gonna do that. You knew they were gonna sit back. We should have an answer to that. <clears throat> but the biggest talking point going around the pub today was, who do you bring on? Like. And that, that, for me, tells you the depth of the squad and moving forward. Screaming for a big window. Look, but you've got nobody there that you would go and put all your faith in. You're going to come out today and you're going to be the difference in that. Like, and that's where I go back to the manager on paper. Everybody can support that best lineup, that strong lineup of what he's done. You're all, nobody's criticising what he's gone out to do there. And at the end of the day, the manager sets up the squad and the players have to go out there and do the job. Let's go a step beyond that. The reason he doesn't have faith is because of his defence. And we saw it today. You look at the nature of our first goal, we see the behaviour of Eric Bay during the football match. If Harry Maguire plays, if we get another centre-back who can support Harry Maguire, maybe he has the, the, the will to put on a one Mata, put on another attacking midfielder in that. Obviously, he's thinking about what's behind. He can't trust these defenders. Yeah. They've got two sitting pivots for most of the season and they're still conceding sheety goals. Do you think he's then maybe made the wrong decision in hindsight? Dropping Fred, what Fred and McTominay do, give us, is that they allow that front four to just go and attack, attack, attack. It'd be easy to say that, but you look at the nature in which we conceded the goal. I don't think Fred starting changes that. Oh, yeah, but so... I just think that the way, yeah. Look, it's a hard one. Um, Look, I'll, who did Fred come on for? I almost walked out of the pub when I saw Fred come on. Well, nah, he well, came on him, first. Him and Dan James came on similarly. Yeah, I think they well, came on first. James came on for Pogba. Was it Fred for Greenwood? Yeah, Fred yeah, for Greenwood, for correct. Greenwood. Yeah. But, um, Which I thought Greenwood deserved to stay on com- yeah, so compared to Rashford. He was our first change of the game, and I remember and Emma, Emma coming up to me and going, any, any substitution we need, but not him. Rashford sat on that pitch specifically to take a penalty today for me because there's nothing else Greenwood had a better game than Rashford for me to, to defend Solskjaer though Greenwood stopped running by, by the time he was yeah. subbed he was, he was gone his legs were he was done but to compliment the subs at the same time every sub he put on for the penalties paid dividends today yeah, yeah. So, and they're, they're ones I would have thought like if you just sort of substitute them Dan James and Pogba if you back one to score a penalty it's, it's Pogba, Pogba yeah. not Dan James yeah. Like, but then yeah credit to him there but he does need to take the criticism for the obviously the performance over the 120 minutes before we move on to three two ones any last thoughts about the actual game not really in terms of, <laughs> I, I don't think I'll have an effect on, on Solskjaer going forward I don't think, I don't think he gets sacked Do, I, well, I was saying to this Larry on the substitutions when he wasn't making I was saying ultimately if we don't win this if things go bad at the start of next season this could be the turning point where this could cost him his job this game in terms of not the, not the stupidity there was no stupidity in the decision making Almost the lack of decisions. I was just think if we next Christmas we're eighth or ninth, we're looking back. He doesn't have that trophy in the yeah. bank. This trophy would have given him credit if we have a bad start. So oh, he has he has won something. Well, now he hasn't won anything. Look, I'm Solskjaer's biggest fan. Mm. 
But in t- ten weeks in the next season, if things aren't going well, Solskjaer has nothing to fall Honestly, back on. I and think well, it. I think okay. it was the sorry. I think it was the best sort of. It was the best way to lose if you if there was if there's such thing. Yeah. Doesn't your feel go- like it. Your goalkeeper is the one who misses the crucial penalty. Like that's the best. If that was a Bruno Fernandez, a Paul Pogba, a Marcus Rashford who missed that penalty, I think that impacts the team's confidence much more. The fact that it was your goalkeeper, I think if we're in a final next season, there's no nightmares from this result. I think I think that impacts the team negatively. Um, in a bad way regardless man just we're, we're Manchester United at the end of the day and we did lose the European final to Villarreal at the end of the day on paper or not on paper it's a 50-50 in the final but I think the boys the young ones people say they can learn from that I don't think you learn from that I think they, they take a big hit after that and like I said unless we go out and back Oli again in this window with a massive transfer window I think it's going to be very hard again next year, man. I think it's going to be a you said, you said, for the top four. Again. You said transfer window there, and I think that's what's damaging about this result. I don't think I don't think he has Ali the sack. No, no doubt about that. He's done, he, you know, the signs that the team have improved this season. We're showing that in the league. But I think what what this what winning the Europa League would have done for us is, you know, instilled that mentality that United can win a trophy under Solskjaer. Yeah. And what that does <laughs> is it attracts. It then attracts quality players. That's not to say United can't attract top quality players. United and Man United, they can get the you know they can still get the best players. But what improves the potential signings is you know you've got a manager here that can win trophies with the club, and the fact that you're not one today, that could be more damaging than than you think. And we we'll, we'll have to wait till see in the transfer window to see. No, if that I, has I don't that agree with that. I don't think it'll have any impact. I think no. no. I think look at the end of the day, guys. Like yeah, there's a transfer window and all of that. Whatever our targets are, there are already talks underway. So Whoever's going to come. Is this in. season a successful season for us or a failure? Honestly, only in the aspect as we were in the Champions League, we dropped out of the Champions League when we were in a great position. We went dropped down to Europa League. We made a final and lost. Yes, we came second comfortably this year. But how do you wrap up that season? Are you pumped into okay? Let's go again next season, or are you worried? It's a successful season. Like, especially yeah. from the start of the season look at the signings we made yeah. um, if you said to me at the start of the season United were going to finish second you, you, I would, you I would, need I would, a different word that's too black and white yeah. Yeah. no but it's yeah. not success it's, job, it's, okay. no, it's it's not job done it's okay yeah. It's, yeah. it's just okay next one let's it's move on, on it's the not the there is progression in terms, in terms of where we've been in in terms of the cup competitions we failed Yeah. like we have last season two semi-finals Nothing. That's our only season. thing. We made a final this year. That's Two our only finals, upgrade, nothing. and we got second, which is an upgrade. But that's where I worry about next year. We went from third to second. I don't see us challenging for a title next year. So it's hard for Oli to better ourselves of this year. So it's a bit, so many teams, and okay, we can only worry about us. But six teams could have a great season next season. Two of those teams have to finish outside the top four. We could have a very good season. Four other teams could have a very good season and finish above us. So. It is a hard one on there. But just before we move on to three, two, one, just you're talking about transfers there. Um, we're discussing before that we don't want to be sort of Glazer puppets and fall for the Glazer's PR spin. However, the mood around the table, we're all very desperate for a shiny new toy at the moment to pick and sort of lift our spirits. Could you see the club, Tom Heaton doesn't count, because obviously it looks like he's going to sign in the next couple of days. But can you see the club sort of caving to fan pressure and giving us a new shiny toy in the next week or so? Yeah. Yeah. So, I can't see it in the next week, man. Is, it the, is it the right thing to do, though? Like, to oh, not a panic buy, but... Like... Oh, look, Tom, the shiny new toys are coming. Whether this result was a win or not, I think the, the Glazer protests have caused uh, a shiny new toy is going to be necessary. Um, I, I don't think it'll... Ha- <clears throat> Pardon me. I don't think it'll happen in the next week or two. But I, I think Jaden Sancho happens. I think you can you can put your house on that. Well, I won't be, but... <laughs> 
But uh, but you know, figuratively speaking, I think yeah, Sancho is probably a done deal. Yeah, I'll put your everyone except for us. Yeah, just give me a house seat and I'll sign it over. We need a centre back. Priority 100%. I see, I see I agree with just for, to add a, a proper right winger, and then you still got people like your Greenwood off the bench. But look, we're talking about the Glazers, and is Ozzy going to get his first choice? For me, centre back is number one priority. Go out and Varane, I don't think he's what one year on his contract, even if he's 40 50 million, bang, go out next week. Here's the money we want a centre back to help Maguire number one because Lindelof and Lindelof and Maguire. Um, um, Lindelof and Bay are not they yeah. shouldn't be playing next year so we need someone for our defence and like I said I think Asancho after two windows have nearly been linked to him it'll be embarrassing well, not to get him right on now on the centre back issue obviously we discussed and praised Villarreal the way they set up defensively so it was more of a unit thing than individuals but the way he dealt with Cavani I, look I've signed him on, on football manager before Torres Pau Torres he looks a player yeah, no, 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 none of our strikers got the better of him yeah no, that's fair. The scary thing is, if Maguire does get injured again next season, well, who's the backup that's going to come in and help out someone like that? Yeah. Defensively, you're not one player. Like, you, you need to rely on those, yeah. like, your centre-back pairing gelling at the end of the day. But it, even the four at the back have to free yeah. the back, whatever formation you go. They have to complement each other. And for me, that's what I found this season, that we're missing of that, that pairing of confidence of who you put in with Maguire. Tell you what, guys, it's probably something that gets overshadowed in this game. I think if you have a more attacking right back, if you look at some of the positions that Wambasaka got in, I think a better right back with a better delivery perhaps creates some one or two chances that Wambasaka didn't. Um, Ethan Laird, who's been on loan, I've been I've been catching some snippets. Mate, he can he can put a cross in, he can shoot. He's a very attacking right back. I'd like to see the, that option. The um, Kieran Trippier room is not not going away. And oh, I, I, I like that to be honest. But, but I I think what. The club like from it, I think, is they've seen what Tellez has done for sure. Yeah, yeah. And not bring a young player in, not bring an old player in, just bring a player who's probably good enough to maybe overtake that player. Tellez yeah. has the ability to be better it's than Shaw. Good depth. But good depth. it just, it just well, hasn't been Shaw has been he's better. A city prospect, he's a City youth prospect, but his family are United fans, so he's got that United yeah. link. Oh, oh, no, I'm, right? I'm yeah. sure the club are definitely not. Oh, I would love, love, love that signing. I think that would be a great signing. Insane. I love him, but I think defensively he's great. He's what a, for me, a fullback. First and foremost, should be defensively sound before attacking. Obviously, in the new age game, you want him to do both. But I, I really like him, and I'm happy for him to learn how to get better with his attacking. But someone like a Trippier, I'd love that. It's as a backup, he needs about who, what centre backs are going to be available. We've had it so many podcasts this year, and the one player that you've discussed is doesn't look like he's going to sign for us. Was it Umpicano? Was it Umpicano? Um, um, oh, he's yeah, gone yeah. to Bayern or something. He's yeah, Bayern. he's gone to Bayern. Yeah, but. I think like what's slipped through the slipped through the gaps is the fact that like for need for like someone that understands the league, like not saying the English centre back, but someone that's played in the Premier League. Someone who speaks English. Does Varane speak yeah. English? Can can Harry Maguire communicate with him to actually make it an effective partnership? Well you've shown how effective that is and at the start of the season you were thinking, Oh, what are we do with Maguire? Then we realised like in the past couple of weeks how much we miss him. That's maybe not saying that, you know, easy answer you know. Because Maguire's missing with, with, with drop points, I think it's more the fact that, you know, if, I think there's an element of complacency to that, the fact that we've secured Champions League, that, that it's always going to happen. I mean, it happened when we won the league in 2013 with, what, six, seven games to go. We ended up losing or drawing the, the next three or four games. Yeah. It's just, it's, there's probably a larger element of complacency than the fact that you're missing, you know, your injured player. Well, we will start to wrap up the podcast, unfortunately, but we do have to go into three, two, ones. Um, 
where to sell all this last three two ones of the season we will crown the winner we won't sort of announce it now but um maybe when we do like an end of season review and award show or whatever we'll announce the winner of that i think a very well surprise and depends if one or two players get points um today um we'll, look we've got three guests here obviously larry and myself but three other guests so i think we'll go around the table and give you boys the points to sh- share around I'll just give my opinion first. I thought McTominay was, and again, maybe not quality-wise, but just what I wanted from a final, what I wanted from United. McTominay gave me that where other players... I thought he was quality. I actually liked what he did with the ball. Oh, no, no, he definitely was. He was good, but in terms of that, I don't want to say energy like... Or burst of brilliance. But you compare it to Paul Pogba, who has all the ability... And I like Paul Pogba. Everyone knows that. Pogba was sloppy. McTominay said, "Okay, if I'm sloppy, I want to make up for it with this. Pogba was sloppy, and, well, he was just sloppy. There was nothing else. So, um... Whether that's worth three points, I'm not quite sure. But um, anyone points? Oh, if, if it was me today, Cavani gets the three, um, Scott gets the two, and I honestly don't know who gets the one. But yeah, that would be my. I opinion. thought Mason was man of the match. I thought Mason was brilliant. He was our best player for me. Can you just say you're happy for him to come off? But he was top running. Yeah, but that's not a criticism of him around his True. performance. That's just fatigue because well, he's I, a young lad. I like, I like we discussed. Cavani for me made nearly the most interceptions for a striker. Came back, defended. Didn't stop running for someone at his age. Played the whole 120 minutes, didn't he? Yeah. The midfield in- intercepts. I, I thought he, he was great, today. and like I said, as um, what Tom said, I thought Scott was next in line for all men in the match. My counter argument to that: What was our issue today? We didn't look like creating. Who created the most? Mason Greenwood. Yeah, it was. It would be a yeah, toss-up between McTominay and Greenwood for me. Songs. I agree with Larry in a sense, but then I also agree with you, Sam. I think. In terms of the, the going into the game, you look at the starting lineup and, and McTominay without Fred. I thought you did everything you want from a midfielder today. It was a very, very scrappy game. I think. I mean, I'd be surprised to say if the passing accuracy for both teams was anything above 80%. I don't think it was. Yeah. And McTominay really cleaned up today, which is what's drawing me to a three. But then also as well, I think Greenwood looks our most lively striker. I know he did come off in the second half, but I thought he did. I thought if, if there was anything that was promising about the game, it was Greenwood. But then it makes you think maybe if he started him on the bench, he had that effect going on yeah. in the second half. But... Yeah, I think for me, three for, three for McTominay, two for Greenwood, and one for Cavani. I, I don't know how we're going to work this out. I'll, I'll go around the table. We'll go furthest from travel from Perth. We'll go Ian for three points. Are you choosing? <laughs> I, was, I was set on Cavani, but you've put a good case for McTominay and Cavani down the two for me and one for Greenwood. There we go. Yeah, I think um, we can someone write that down so I remember. But um, such a discipline. I don't... You almost feel heartbroken. It's Europa League final. You think, oh, it doesn't really matter. It's the Champions League is what matters. When you get into this position, it's just a, a trophy is a trophy. Man, I wanted it. I wanted it just as bad as it feels a Champions League trophy. I wanted it for the boys. I wanted it for Ollie. I wanted it to move into next season positive. Last day would have been great to lift up a trophy. Mate, man. I want it for myself. I took annual leave for this bullshit. Yeah, we all did. I flew to Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to face I, everybody. I think Solskjaer is the one as well. I, I haven't seen any of the quotes or the post-match interviews sort of thing. But He'd be shattered, man. Yeah. Because I think, ultimately, which I said at the start of the podcast, players have to take responsibility. And I don't want to go too hard on the players, but ultimately, when you see how Villarreal performed, I just think the players have let Solskjaer down. Well, not just let the players let themselves down, the players have let Solskjaer down, they've let fans down. And um, when you do that, Villarreal deserved winners. United only had themselves to blame, but... When it's only yourselves to blame, it almost hurts more. If Villarreal play fantastic and put in the top corner, you think, okay. But when United are bad, you just think, why are you bad? You're better than that. Can, can we just talk about another serious low light of the game? Um, how much gel does um, 
you know, Emery use. Seriously, what's going on there? He's a... Old, old Dracula lad. Mate, Wait, he can get away with it, mate. Four European titles, mate. He can get away with it at the moment. Ah, you're League titles. Says the bloke with the most gel in his hair at the table. <laughs> He's like Ray Barone from Everybody Loves Raymond. <laughs> Who, me? Mate, I woke up like this. I'm no, all but, um, me. Was the I saw did one of the things when I did brave Facebook and Twitter for five minutes after the game. It had Emery all these European Cup, European or sorry Europa League victories, and the one silver medal was Arsenal. Yeah, and, I thought uh, that was funny. Uh, <laughs> Arsenal's the problem, not you know Emery. Thank you. Uh, another highlight for me. I'm just trying to find a funnier point in this, lads. Um, you saw a lot of the players get the medal, take it off their neck. Fred smiling, looking <laughs> at it, wondering if there's a chocolate inside. He was loving life. There's a few players, which I think is a very... They know the camera's on them. They know they can make a statement by taking the medal off, so... Yeah, which I'm happy, but then some players did keep the medal on, which I'm not going to criticise them for, but you could you could definitely tell the ones who... Not hurting more, but, um, yeah, Fred and Dan James was... Look, definitely not a criticism Dan James. Dan James. Was he, he, he was quite happy. And, yeah. look, fair play to him. Oh, like, yeah. If I'm on there, there's not, not a criticism, but there was a difference where you saw some people... Yeah. The players who you expect to be world class yeah. were un- weren't happy. Yeah. The Dan James, the Freds are the world. Win. Happy End of the day, winning's winning, mate. It's it's no one plays for runner-up. There's going to be a time at United and you know, I need to stop being early, man, because it's happening so many times now. Yeah. And it needs to take that mentality next year. Look, look at the last today and think, you know what? need to start turning up. Is there a case of you sort of no losing in sport, you win or you, win or you learn? I know you said no, but you look at what Liverpool did in terms of when Klopp came in. They lost the Europa League final. Yeah. They lost the Champions League final. Sometimes you saw the way Bruno was sort of was very upset at full time. Is there a case where you do need to lose one before Absolutely. you win Absolutely. Look, you don't have to lose to win, but I think you can take a lesson from losing. Absolutely. I think it also hurts mentally, man. What's that now? It's six years without a trophy now, in like in a trophy at all, and it's what, since 2012, 13, that we haven't won the Premier League. Every year it's creeping up, creeping up, and the plays on everyone's, the club's mentality, man. Hey, when do we need to get that next silverware? We're Man United at the end of the day. I get that, but, you know, we've still got a World Cup winner in Paul Pogba. We've got Cavani, who's been around the world and won titles. You've got Rashford, um, who won the Europa League final. There are enough winners in that team, and I think, you know, Harry Maguire didn't play today. Like I said, the, the way we lost with De Gea missing a penalty. Like, you know, if we got batted off the park, I'd agree with you, but I don't think this hurts too much. And if exactly. you bring in, you bring yeah, in winners exactly. into this time, sign, you bring some signings in who are winners, I think it just improves the squad. But you said that, exactly. What, I think the team we played today, and I know we can, all, we can blame Paul Scholes, he, he's jinxed the game, and he said, you know, this team's finished seventh in the league, he should be winning it. He's not wrong, though, to be fair. Like, we're, look, we're looking at, we're, we're playing in probably the best league in, in the world for, for a long time. The English league's been down for probably about five or six years before the last two years. And now we're in a league where two teams are in the Champions League final. We've got United in the Europa League final. You should, you should be beating this team. This is a team that you get in the Champions League group stage where you think, you know what, yeah. you lose this game in the group stage, you're getting knocked out. I was more worried about when we drew um, Solskjaer in the round of 32 compared yeah. to Villarreal. Yeah. So when you say that, if we drew that in the round of 16 or 32, I'll be like, oh yeah, beauty, we should get through this. To, and to, to have them in the final, let alone against an Arsenal, geez, you'd think, man, come on, we, we should have this nearly in the bag. You've got That's why it's all good saying, you know, like defensively we're a bit vulnerable, and yeah, we are. But they didn't threat. They didn't threat today on the attack. Besides the goal, which was a set piece, they had no attacking threat in the team. We've got such quality in the attack that you should be creating a lot more. No matter how much you sit back in the game, it should be enough, you know, to 
to go and attack this team and win the game. But football's a mental game, like how much you criticise Fred of his game. It's not just the physical, the skill, it's also the mentality exactly. that comes. You look at Villarreal and they, the mindset just seemed what you needed like to be. They, they played a style of football and they kept to it. Like, but then again, you say mentality, to score 10 penalties, to score 10 penalties, that's good mentality. So, yep. you take the last, we move on next season. Well, as go. bad as things might seem, um, they're going to get a hell of a lot worse in a couple of days. City and Chelsea play a Champions League oh. final. Not to put it down on things, but it's going to happen. Are you cheering for boys? That's what I want to know. I, I'm split. No one wants City to win, but you know what? I don't know any City supporters. That's, like, the, thing, that's the thing. I know more Chelsea people. I just... I know, I've got so many Chelsea mates, and now that we've lost, if they win, it's going to hurt bad. So, so, so obviously, um, the Champions League is coming. Facebook has changed its its settings. So to, to deactivate, you go on the mechanical button. There's <laughs> a bit called settings. <laughs> Go on profile settings, deactivate. I think that's what Tom Change said the other week. If City, right. City will, I think, one day win it, they're gonna keep pushing hard till they get that. And like I said, the next day United you know, will probably leak a, a bit or sign a player or something, and everyone will forget about it. Chelsea. I think. Oh, I think Chelsea would hurt me more. Well, the I thing know. I only just saw in terms of that reaction, City United could release a story and it won't be on the back page. I only saw the other day that City actually got given the Premier League trophy. Like, I know they won the league, but in terms of the trophy celebrations, I didn't see any. Yeah. It was like we, a week later. We didn't yeah. even talk about it on our pod last week that City even won the I just remember the five people outside the Etihad <laughs> when they won. But um, <laughs> I think we're getting a little bit of a, an eye from the staff here. We've been sitting outside. It's actually a beautiful spot out on the harbour, but... Um, it he's is, eyeing you off because you're good looking mate. He's, he's only human, he's yeah. only human. You look like a but, um First of all, I think a big thanks to Ian, he's come all the way over from Perth. We're sorry, I'm not apologising for the result. I'm sorry you have to look at Tom Ian. Exactly, but the result, yeah. Again, I asked the question at the start of the poll, I was, why did you come? That's a risky, risky manoeuvre. I'm glad you yeah, came still Ian. Credit needs to be paid to the Sydney supporters club. Like, what they put on today and the event. Well, like, yeah, it was a cracking that, event. That, it was, that was just, a cracking, like... If there's anything of that, like the hospitality here, like I thank everybody for that. I've made to feel welcome and I've enjoyed it, albeit that I didn't enjoy it at the same time. No, look, it was a great event. It's just one of those ones that just could have been that much better if we would have a different conversation now after a win. But um, it was great there, um, new and existing members there. It's probably over 100 people there, I assume. Yeah, in, yeah, in, a, in a good little pub. So I um, appreciate everyone coming down um, for that. We'll definitely be having more events this year because obviously COVID. We're not in Melbourne, so we look like we're on top of COVID. Um, <laughs> what I mean. But um, yeah, hopefully everyone, I wouldn't say enjoy the podcast, but got something out of it, a little bit of therapy. Nah, thanks for having us as well, boys, as well. Uh, pleasure. You want to give you your, your pod to plug? Oh, well, um, IFT pod, man. Like I said, just three, um, three mates talking Premier League football, Chelsea fan and Arsenal fan, and of course me, represented United. So yeah, check it out if you want. Don't, like but, but, but don't tune in next week if Chelsea win. Oh, no, <laughs> definitely not. And if City win, I've got to go there tonight and record a pod with a Chelsea fan. Thank God it wasn't an Arsenal fan oh. beating us in the final, but... You've got time to call in sick. You don't have to go. I'm, I might go with the, oh, I've got a sore voice tonight, boys. Yeah. So we'll How see. was the fight from Melbourne this morning, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> But um, on that note, really appreciate everyone listening. It has been a long season. It's gone quite quick for me, in my opinion, but it has been a long season. Um, plenty of podcasts. Or cre- cre- what, are, what number is this? I'm trying to forget. Don't know. We're creeping up on 200. Um, we've still got that Lou Macari podcast to come out in a week or two. We'll throw that out. But I um, truly appreciate everyone's support and especially the support over the season. And we'll be back in a couple of days probably discussing something, yeah. discussing Harry Kane or... 
Jaden Sancho because I'm sure that will break very, very shortly, if not already. I have Actually, on the let me, um, given it's the final game of the season, Tom, let me say a massive thank you to you. Um, for those who don't know, Tom does all the editing. I do sweet fuck all. I just come on here and talk. You don't even always come on. That, that's also <laughs> true. So no, We've got serious. the super sub here as well. No, thank seriously. you, So, Tom, I'm going to give you a one-man clap because... Um, yeah, you do an awesome job carrying this pod, mate. So, well, on that, I'll leave it on that. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>